This is the Transparency Podcast Show. Let me ask you a little bit more of a community question. What, because I know we've talked about this before, why are you drawn to work with the trans community, with our community? Why, why do you work with us? You know, I've, what I've found out uh, through the process, and I've been do, working with the trans community for 10 years now, such appreciation for the work that I do. They're so happy to have the hair removal. It's, yeah. it's more of, a, of a, an appreciation and you develop a relationship. Yeah, totally. And I really admire all that you have to go through um, to get to become the authentic you. And I am an intricate part of that. Yes, and absolutely. I feel very fortunate to be able to do this. Yeah. You know, I, I was going to say, um, I've been coined as the transgender midwife, nice. you know, by some nice. people. And, you know, I have the privilege of helping and facilitate uh, this beautiful journey for mm-hmm. transgender, uh, tra- gender transition and help bring you, you know, into this new world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a rite of passage. Uh, the transgen- the transition is a sacred place and and self development and growth yes. and it's a journey mm-hmm. of rebirth and a and a passage into a new you know life mm-hmm. right. and I get to be part of that process so I'm very very happy and very proud that I get to be part of the transition yeah. that y'all yeah. get to go through and for me it, you've been a big such a big part I remember some of my first times I was so nervous and scared and unsure of myself. And and then to how our relationship has developed and the encouragement you've been for me has been amazing. And and that you've been there every step of the way and in a very intimate, sometimes awkward <laughs> place. Well, I want to provide a safe and comfortable um, healing space that yeah. allows you to feel comfortable. I mean, many clients are in that cocoon stage where they're not there and they're not here. Right. So... I want my face, my space to feel like you're sort of in the middle, you know, and there's, there's magic in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I am very happy to be able to provide that sort of um, space for um, everybody. But especially I've developed so many great friendships that have mm-hmm. lasted way beyond surgery, yeah. way beyond my electrolysis. And it's been mm-hmm. just Wonderful, right? <laughs> because I'm involved with the community. Of yes, so yeah. that's why we're having you here to um, share with everyone about your uh, background, your own stories, and and you are a, I would say you are the creator of of a trans community, <laughs> right? Because um, you you uh, change people's life, and of course for good. Um, and a lot of people I can see they 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 can improve their um, um, happiness. Mm. They can improve their their career in every different aspect. So again, yeah. thank you for the kind words. And I, th- I think my own personal story is less important in 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 the big picture here. Mm-hmm. And but really, this is about um, making people comfortable in their skin. Right. Yes. So how. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about your story? How how did you start getting involved into it to doing the uh, change for the right? Well, okay. So my first um, my first exposure, let's say, mm-hmm. to the trans community was when my mother used to dress me up. No, okay, no, okay. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me stay away from that. That's really but transparent. I, I, I will go right. That was really <laughs> right. transparent. Uh, it, just somebody was at my house yesterday, and, mm. and they said, "Who's that woman there?" And I said, 
that's me. And but that was me when I was 12 years old. Okay. So, um, but I, I also, I, I grew up in New York City. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I ended up doing was doing some off-off-Broadway shows. Okay. Wow. And one of the casts I was in was largely a trans cast. Oh, okay. And so uh, the theater was La Mama Theater, which was on... Uh, uh, Second Avenue in New York City in, in the East Village, and there was a club called Club 82, which mm. was the transgender club okay. in New York City. And then uh, I went on to go to medical school, and uh, and I did a rotation at Stanford University. And in those days, yeah. most of the transgender surgery was not being done at universities. In fact, there were only two or three that were doing it, but uh, Stanford um, had a department chairman, Donald Laub, who was very involved with, again, this concept of change. Right. And so he was um, doing transgender surgery. And that was my first, let's say, surgical involvement mm-hmm. with it. And then I went through the usual training of going through general surgery, right. going through plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, at a certain point in my career, I started just doing more and more transgender surgical procedures and then dealing with other transgender surgeons and sharing ideas and Mm -hmm. um, honing my technique. (laughs) Okay. My first exposure, I guess, to this world was when I was 14 years old. And I was friends with a local drag queen named Chantel Austin. And she invited me to come photograph one of her performances. as a boy, he ran this pet store that I used to go to when I had this little baby snake. Mm-hmm. So I'd go in on Saturdays and I would buy baby mice. And one time I came in, I happened to have my camera around my neck and he came screaming up to me. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Are you a photographer? And I'd made a joke. I said, no, actually I just wear this around my neck to meet boys. <laughs> and he just looked at me and I said, see, it works. So <laughs> anyway, it. we, we started talking and he said, our regular photographer is canceled. We have this huge a performance in a couple of days. Can you come down to Civic Center Park? And I said, Civic Center Park, that is the People's Fair. He says, yeah, we're going to do a little show there. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me that it was the main stage and there was 15 other drag queens oh, and it was like the main attraction. Yeah. The oh, Civic Center Park holds, you know, half a million people mm-hmm. once a year. So I was, of course, nervous as a cat, but I got there early to let everybody know that I was there. And I went backstage and I watched him go from a furry uh, farm boy with overalls and muddy boots, you know, Uh I knew him as Perry, but that day he turned into Barbara Streisand right in front of me. I watched him do this incredible makeover Mm -hmm. that literally like from, from shaving all the way to taping his hair or taping his face all out, you know, and when he turned around, Mm -hmm. I got goosebumps because it was just like Barbara Streisand. If you would have seen him at the airport, Mm -hmm. he would have gotten smothered for autographs. That's Mm -hmm. how much he looked like Mm -hmm. Barbara Streisand. And I'll never forget that day. People ask me all the time how I got into this, and that was the day because I watched him turn from a man mm-hmm. into this incredibly glamorous, elegant woman, and I thought, yeah. oh, my God, I have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So long story short, he kind of took me under his wing and met, introduced me to all the other drag queens. Mm-hmm. Later, when I brought all of the photos in for them to all see, right? because I had like a couple hundred eight by tens that I toiled oh, over in my dark room wow. at home. I made all these color eight by tens and brought them in. And all the queens were sitting around this big table at this, like a, like a Denny's kind of restaurant. And they looked at them and just, oh, 
swoon. You're <laughs> only 14. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. wow. And they invited me to all the shows. And before Incredible. I knew it, they were taking care of me. When I got sick, they'd bring soup and oh my coming over and kind of helping me fix up my apartment and everything. Mm -hmm. And I learned makeup from her. Amazing. Wow. But it was many years later that I wanted to actually pursue it as a career. I went through the music industry and publishing yeah. and all this other stuff. When I moved to L.A. is when I decided to go full bore with it. So you kind of, because drag queen is more like a showbiz. So the makeup is kind of different from, let's say, uh, a very, trans person very per much se, so. right? Very much so. So, so how do you like doing drag queen for the show to well, meaning like have clients for like trans people that want to be? It's a good thing that you asked me that yeah. because um, I met a lot of trans people along the way when I was hanging around in the drag circles because mm -hmm. back in Denver in the 80s, that's the only place they could go out uh, was a drag club. Okay. And so yes. transgender people were still in very deep hiding back then. Yeah. I right. was just a kid. And so to mm -hmm. see a trans person out in the normal world, mm -hmm. you know, they were subject to all kinds of, you know, that's terrible... Trouble. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I think, excuse me, I think that was part of my um, need, I guess, if you will, not the desire, but the need to help them. Mm -hmm. Because there mm -hmm. was no one else that would, there was nowhere else they could go. I was already used to that world. I was already more comfortable in that world than I was the straight world right. anyway, because I felt kind of rejected from that part of society too, mm -hmm. in my own way. Mm -hmm. And it felt like whenever I was working with a queen or, or with a trans woman, that it was, it was like sort of all in the family. It was kind mm -hmm. of like our little yeah. club and that we could be ourselves and we could listen to the music we loved and we could dance mm -hmm. around and we could be silly mm -hmm. um, without, Judgment. you know, being judged. Right. And so I exactly. always felt that it was, that was more for me. 